Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Prime time only on Money FM 89.3. Thanks indeed for joining us on Primetime on Money FM 89.3. You're with Bharati Jagdish and Timothy Go. Time now for Powering Your Property, where we bring you the latest in property sector news and updates. Now, hybrid work has become a stronger guiding principle for companies across the globe, we hope, certainly. <laughs> this sentiment, especially true, though, of large multinational corporations, especially in the financial services and tech sectors. And according to Cushman and Wakefield, the return to office momentum will actually drive higher demand for offices. So grade A office rent is expected to grow around 3 to 5% for the entire year this year on the back of the return to office momentum. And to find out more about what's going on in the office real estate sector, we are joined by Wong Xian Yang, Head of Research at Singapore for Cushman and Wakefield. Xian Yang, what drove these lease transactions in the first half of the year? Hey, Hello, Timothy. Thanks for having me on the show. Yep. So in the first half of this year, the finance and tech sectors remain the key drivers of the office market in the CBD, and they drove about 40% and about one quarter of new lease transactions, respectively, in the first half of this year. So within finance, we saw demand from hedge funds, such as you know, Blackstone, which have expanded, and they're taking up about uh, 40,000 square feet you know, at Marina Bay Financial Center, a great office. And we also hear that uh, BlackRock is also planning to double their office footprint at 20 Anson. I think a lot of us mm. expected that people would continue working remotely or at least working in a hybrid fashion. So what exactly is driving all of this? You know, having people return to the office and then needing more office space as a result. In fact, there was a time when people were saying that maybe we won't need so much office space. So what's happened here? Oh, yeah. So I guess when, you know, when everyone's able to return to the office and also one driver of office demand is economic activity, right? Because now that you know Singapore is opened up and we have more higher business activities and also more meetings, you know, in, in office, so it, it's really a sign to for tenants that you know things are returning to pre-COVID normalcy, right? And so companies have also more confidence to increase their footprint to cater for expansion and high hit counts. So it looks like Cian Yang that people have not bought into the whole work from home thing, huh? <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. It, actually, I beg to differ. <laughs> ah, okay. Said, Explain one, that, please. One, yeah, one, yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is that so hybrid work has affected the structural level of demand for office space. So meaning, you know, that in the past, when you expand your headcounts by 50 packs, right, you will cater for 50 new desks, right? But now with hybrid work, you, companies don't need to, you know, get another 50 desks, but maybe they could get like maybe 25 so the old, whole demand has structural demand has come down, mm. but what's really driving office demand also is that, you know, Singapore has really, uh, you know, economic growth has been really strong, especially last year, and continues to be strong in the first half of this year. So companies are expanding and they are increasing headcount. So what that means is they you know, they require more office space, but not as much as what they used to, you know, pre-COVID. Right. Work came in. right. Mm. So not entirely pre-COVID levels, mm. right? The thing is, are mm. they requiring yep. the same amount of space though? Because while you might have fewer desks, you also want to continue ensuring that social distancing is possible in the office, right? In the wake of another pandemic and it's not like COVID is over. Oh, yeah. So what we see is, you know, occupiers, they have 
revamped some for some of them they have revamped the way that they design their office right where they because with happy work come to the office so they are able to cater for safe distancing right they have lesser desks but they have more collaboration areas right and meeting rooms right so to meet the end goals uh, of you know being an office being a collaboration place but i would say that you know this also differs across organizations right and it really depends on whether organizations have changed their business processes to incorporate happy work i mean if you if a company you know they if you requires your staff to come back because due to business process they require a lot of printed they need to print out their their, their documents to send to vendors suppliers they still need to come back to the office and they still and they there's no not really uh they can't reduce their space i mean due to the way you know, it could be due to the industry norms as well yeah so but if you have to introduce more collaboration space right so sometimes they also don't cut that much they only cut a little bit because you still need more space for your meeting rooms and your breakout areas as well. All right, Jin Yang, let's talk about the tech sector because it apparently drove 25% of new lease transactions for the first half of this year. What are some of the more notable transactions? Mm, yes, so we've seen tech companies like Riot Games. You know, it's a gaming company that, uh, that expanded Marina One. Shen, also a global fashion online retailer. They took up space at Marina Bay Financial Center. And also, I think more recently, so for this quarter, Amazon is said to have taken up about close to 400,000 square feet of space at the upcoming IOI Central Boulevard Towers. And ByteDance also, the parent company of TikTok, is also said to be taking up more than 80,000 square feet of space at Capitol Towers. I mean, these are deals that were negotiated, I would say, many months back. Mm. And they are now moving into completion. The thing is, Sien Yang, we've also heard about the tech sector trying to move towards resilience. And in fact, some of them are freezing hiring. Some of the players are cutting back on staff. So can we expect that to be reflected in the way they deal with office space as well moving forward? Oh, yes, definitely. So the office market, I think we started off the year quite strongly. And, you know, rents have grown by about you know, 4% for CBD grade A. Right? But now with rising interest rates and inflation, I think the market will need to prepare for a slower growth ahead. Because, right? you know, as you mentioned, the tech demand, I think it could slow as uh, financing conditions tighten right? in uh, amidst rising interest rates. Uh, and, you know, because tech companies, they look to contain capital expenditure. Right, as they look to contain costs and maintain profitability. And we could see some tech companies also look for lower-cost solutions, right, such as uh, business parks or decentralized offices, right, to lower operating costs. Uh, or some may even you know, decide to lean more towards uh, remote work and this would and right-size their real estate footprints. Uh. Beyond the tech mm. industry, I mean, if there is a global recession that affects Asia as well and Singapore, of course, I'm sure that we might see some of this also filter out out to other sectors of the economy, right? Mm, yes. So definitely, it won't only be tech, but also other sectors of of the economy. But that said, uh, you know, we still I still continue to see resilience in the office market because you know there's we are really the office market is underpinned by a tight supply situation, and this will continue to support you know rental levels and growth. Because like this year, there's only about one one major uh, office development going to be completed, right? And next year, there's only be, going to be IOI Central Boulevard Towers. So, great office spaces, right? Fairly limited quality, right? Quantity, right? And furthermore, you know, with hybrid work and the way the role of office is changing, you know, there's a flight to quality. So, a lot of occupiers, you know, we have seen 
a few examples of uh, occupiers choosing to give up, you know, they are relocating from uh, older office towers to newer brand, uh, newer or prime office towers. Uh. This is driving demand. What other trends do you observe? I mean, what about refurbishment of old spaces in order to get them aligned, perhaps, with some grade A office spaces since there's not much of a supply? Mm, yes, so that, that's also happening in the market as well, and this will. Uh, actually reduce uh, office supply over the, sh- the, the short to medium term and also, you know, drive displacement demand. You know, as, as these tenants, you know, they will have to find uh, places to go to and this will support uh, overall occupancy levels. So overall, I guess the picture is uh, while you know, economic conditions could worsen over the next uh, few quarters, this will be balanced by by really very limited supply in the market. Mm. I'm also wondering about the structure of office spaces and I know that Cushman and Wakefield has done some work in that arena as well, that the office space post-COVID looks very different from the office space pre-COVID. And you touched on that just a little earlier. But what more can you tell us about the way these offices are being designed and what landlords ought to be providing as well for tenants? Mm, yes, sure. So, Kushman before we just moved into a new to the new office at Kepler Spring. Right? There's a prime grade A development. And really, I mean, compared to our old office, we really changed the way we have designed our offices. Where we, it's really there's a lot of uh, collaboration, more, much more meeting rooms. We even have like a corner for quiet work where you you know you call it the library where you can go in. You're not supposed to talk, but you know you can just go there and you know do heads down work. So we really we allocate space for different kinds of work, and we let uh, people choose, have the flexibility to choose and autonomy to choose what kind of work they would like to do when it comes to the office, uh, whether it be collaboration or whether it be they want to do quiet work. And you need to provide these kind of spaces to cater to employees' choices. Uh. Mm. Yeah, so I think flexibility is the key word. And also, you know, you have to think about sustainability as well. So I think that a lot of landlords, what, when they refurbish or they redevelop, they always think about, you know, whether it's the building sustainable, right? Whether they meet green targets. And that's something that, you know, all landlords should consider. Mm. Are companies saving any money on office space, Yan Yang? Because that was what people were talking about in the initial stages of COVID-19, that, oh, you know, it looks like we might be able to save on office rents. But net-net, are they saving any money? I've heard of companies where they actually spend more money on offices, actually, mm. where they move up, you know, from, let's say, a grade B to a grade A because they recognize that, you know, to attract people back to the office and to provide a conducive environment. I mean, because now you have hybrid work and people can choose to work at home. So you, you really need to give them more reasons to come back. There are companies actually willing to increase the budget for real estate. Mm. Yeah, but that said also, I, I think we need to consider, you know, the op- overall operating environment, right? If, if the economy does badly and companies not doing that well, you know, they may look, you know, to to cut real estate to save costs as well. Right, for sure. Thank you so much for that, Sien Yang. Wong Sien Yang is Head of Research Singapore at Cushman and Wakefield. Imagine that, people trying to lure you back to the office, hopefully just for hybrid work or for important meetings where collaboration is required, face-to-face collaboration. Let's keep our minds open to working remotely for sure. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.